Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the How I Met Your Mortgage podcast, the sweetest smelling podcast in the world. Uh, <laughs> Jen won't get that joke. <laughs> no. Might. All right, so I'm Adam <laughs> Smith with Just the Tips Coaching. I'm your toast, and with me pretty much as always is one of our other coaches and our marketing director, Jen Waybor. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Adam. It is morning here. We're both in uh, Colorado. I don't know if you saw that next week. I'm going to do this from South Carolina again. I did. I did All right. That. So I won't say good morning to everybody then. And we've got a really cool guest for you guys today who's got all kinds of cool ideas to share with us about our lead gen and business practices and maybe some other crazy stories from behind the curtain. A repeat guest, Andrew Goldberg. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, Adam and Judd. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Oh, no, we are glad to have you. And I've got to be honest, there aren't a whole lot of our guests that do some planning, some research into what we could possibly talk about today. We usually just kind of start talking and whatever <laughs> shit free flows from there is what we talk about. But, um, Andrew, you've done some research. And since you're a repeat guest on the show, we won't go through the normal rigmarole of, where you came from and your background and how you ended up in this crazy game called real estate. Um, but all of those are true. You do have a background and did end up in this crazy game called real estate. And if uh, those of you watching or listening want to go back and check out our previous uh, episode with Andrew, you can certainly do that. But um, Andrew, one of the things that you had really brought to our attention before we, well, certainly before we went live and certainly before we uh, started recording, but even uh, earlier than that was some ideas behind some email marketing. Yeah, that's correct. Right, well, that's, I mean, don't get me wrong, but well, on top of that, you said you're having some really good success with it. And I think a lot of people have kind of poo-pooed email in recent months, years, decades. Um, I don't think there's any secret to the fact that email is a dying technology. Now, don't get me wrong, it'll be decades before it's dead, but that we've certainly seen the peak of email as a marketing tool, right? Um, so, yeah, you've got some killer ideas and some great success from what you're putting out there. So why don't you give us a little sneak peek? What are what are we working on? Uh, more than happy to. So, yeah, I uh, took some coaching classes and learned from uh, Ricky Carruth um, the powerfulness of doing a weekly email. And I realized that there's not really many agents in our market doing weekly email. And after seeing his weekly email and how just like basic and brass tacks it was, I was like, I could do this a lot better and hearing his success from it. Um, and I have an assistant who's a background in graphic design, marketing, and he's a really good writer. Um, so me and him started collaborating on this weekly email and I needed something to structure my week. Uh, a lot of agents just don't have structure and I was lacking it too uh, from a marketing standpoint. So I was like, this is something I have to do every week and it was something that I wanted to bring consistency to my business and show people I'm consistent um so this email goes out every Thursday at 7 a.m no matter what why um, did we decide on Thursday at 7 a.m um I felt like like Ricky does his on Wednesdays and it just for me in our market since I feature a lot of properties it's really hard to get listings on Wednesday especially in our low inventory environment as well as um I wanted to make my newsletter very lifestyle based not just boring real estate stuff like hey this property sold check me out i'm a good agent whatever 
um, over and over and over again. Yeah, I think uh, we've seen I'm, plenty of that shit. Yeah, like, I'm kind like of my entire Facebook feed. I sold the house. Yeah, great. Every single house that's for sale sells. So, I know. Good on you. I know. I'm uh, pretty much on the point now where like I I used to post every house I sell, and then like these last few weeks, I'm just like, man, I don't want to like post every house I sell. I get it. You guys know I'm an agent, um, and I wanted to bring more value to my clients because I feel like a home is a basis of your lifestyle. So you know, it all starts there. So. But I want people to enjoy the city as much as I do. Well, and people so, want to know more about you than what you do anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it all started, too, because a lot of people were calling me for restaurant recommendations. Everyone wanted to know what was going on. I was kind of like this go-to guy for what's happening in town anyway. So I figured I might as well start writing about it every week. So, you know, every week I include, like, concerts, a local business I like. I do, like, a Discover Mile High section, um, as well as music I'm listening to, as well as two properties I like every week that not even my listings, just properties I like. Uh, I try to lean into uh, Compass's listings first, um, just sure. because I want to power the brokerage and I like being here. Um, and we also just have really cool listings, and it's also a lot easier to get permission from people that work at my brokerage than some other agents are very egotistical with their listings. Like, no, I'm not going to have you leverage my listing right now. Um, you'd be surprised at how many people don't want their listing marketed extra for free. That's crazy. Um, That's so bizarre. So, uh, so that's just a, and I also do a market, pers a market perspective every week where I update what I see in the market and I'll even use stories. And I also do client successes of like houses I did sell. Uh, sometimes I'll go into a little bit of story about it or just, just ways to give people a behind the scene look of what I'm doing and not just, just sold this house for over asking price, like every other house in the market. So, um, <laughs> right. so I think it's, uh, so I think it's been very powerful in that way because and we're also repurposing the content too a little bit, using some of it in stories, using some of it on social, like post to my website as a blog. Um, so it's helping with SEO, stuff like that too. Um, and it's just been this awesome thing where, you know, agents and other markets I started to, um, that I'm friends with, and, you know, they've been starting to send me referrals. And it's just this one thing every week that everyone sees my name, everyone sees my face, and they can read what I'm up to. Um, and the referrals that have been coming from it have been phenomenal. Um, I started it. I think this is about to be week 19 that goes out this Thursday. So not that long. I started around like the middle of August and I've, I've gotten four deals I could count on from that. In the oh, last. that's fantastic. Are you writing the copy yourself? Uh, most of it. It's a collaborative effort between me and my assistant. I'll usually give him the ideas. I'll usually write the rough draft. He'll edit it. And then sometimes if there's something that he knows about, he'll kind of write the copy on it. So it's a collaborative effort. Wow. You weren't kidding about it being a labor of love. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You're investing a lot of time in it. But here's what I'm gathering from this is that here's, well, certainly one, here's an ability to exhibit constancy and consistency yeah. every week, week in, week out, that the content is actually interesting. It's not about real estate stats or, you know, here are the houses that sold in your neighborhood recently, blah, blah, blah. Um, because obviously that's nowhere near as entertaining. We're not going to capture our audience in the same way. But this is clearly content that's good for your clients, your leads, and your advocates. The three categories we emphasize of, you know, people who are have done business with you, are getting ready to do business with you, or could refer business to you. And that's pretty much everybody, right? For those of you that are listening or watching live or in syndication, um, we talk about the fact 
that pretty much everybody either owns real estate, wants to, or knows somebody who does. And a big piece of that knows somebody who does that advocate piece, people who are in a position to refer business to you, is other realtors in other locations that could be referring people moving to Denver to you. And it seems to me, Andrew, that your content fits the bill for everybody. Yeah. Um, there, there isn't a, a human in the country, a, a human in your database that wouldn't get something out of this email content. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of starting to evolve, you know, after doing this like 15, 20 weeks and you start like, all right, we need to change it up a little bit. Um, even last week, I brought in one of my friends who owns a painting company and featured his painting company and colors that they recommend for next year. So we're even bringing into like a design front of stuff that's going on with their home and, you know, just useful tips. Like, you know, we might even start featuring just like seasonal tips on what to do in your house, uh, design trends, you know, even starting to feature like, you know, unique loan products and just stuff like that to help, you know, answer those questions of how someone's going to move in this market with no inventory, they need a place to go and what resources I have for that and how, whether whether resources I'm using to get people under contract in this market and just be able to, you know, give people tips and advice and the information they need to make the most out of their home and also make most of them living in the city. This this email blog is actually available online? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, so it's actually posting to my blog at agcolorado.com every week. All right. Let's, uh, Jen, let's get that link for people to check out. And let's talk a little bit about distribution. Because um, I'm not getting these emails. I'd love to. I mean, I saw the emails you sent where you had, uh, you know, uh, combined a few so that we could kind of see what Andrew's up to. But um, let's talk about distribution. What are you What are you using to get all these emails out? And how many emails are we talking about? So right now we're approaching about 1,000 a week. Okay. Um, so it's not like a huge database. Uh, it's more like I know people that are going to find it valuable and trying to stay away from the spam folder. Um, and, and it has a really high open rate of around 30 to 35% given. Awesome. That is um, awesome. That's yeah, really great. So, so it's been one of those things where I'm trying to get it a more of a, you know, well-followed audience to where it's going to end up in the main inbox, not in promotions all the time, not in people's spam. So I'm trying to grow it more organically and not throw too many people on it at a time. We're probably adding four or five people a week right now. Um, so not too many. Um, you're you're way down the list there. Way Bower. It's alphabetical. Yeah, yeah, it'll take a while. <laughs> Next year, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'll uh, I'll get you on there. Um, <laughs> so I get to jump the line. Yeah, it's not alphabetical. It's just uh, you know, a lot of times we're doing it with leads that come in, inquiries sure. that come in, people I have conversations with go in, or the agents I'm featuring their listings. And a lot of times I'll target like Evergreen, Conifer, Boulder, Longmont, all these places where they might have a referral in the Denver. Um, that they might not want to work it, but they're also interested in what's going on in Denver at the same time. So that's been a really big part of the audience is the listing agents who are featuring on their listings. Um, and that's actually where I got one of the referrals from. Someone who said, hey man, I actually have somebody down here for you. So it's it's been great on that front point, but then also we're distributed through Compass right now. And then if I were ever to you know leave, you know, I'd probably, I've been looking at MailChimp or Constant Contact. Um, but Compass's platform is great. Um, they usually give us the good template to lay it out and then we customize it um, every week. And then now, now since it's been one of those things that we've done it like going on 20 times now, um, it's it's a lot quicker now. Uh, we kind of have a flow. Um, pretty much we have most of the content done by Monday and then it goes out Thursday. Uh, so even this morning I came in, I was like, here's two properties to feature. 
here's uh, the business we're featuring, here's this, um, this is what I wanna highlight, and then we're pretty much off to the races, and then it just gets scheduled and goes out. Okay, so it's fairly boilerplate once you've started doing it. Yeah. The workload really week to week to week now is just writing the copy, coming up with ideas, what kind of content would people wanna see. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of it's kind of on autopilot. It's plug and play. Yeah. So it's not an enormous amount of brain damage. It's not an enormous time commitment. And it's generating real results. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's great. In a format that a lot of people think is dead or dying. Pretty much. Right? Um, this is really yeah. cool. Yeah. I, uh, the, and part of the inspiration, too, is at Compass, we get a daily email from Larry Steinberg, uh, which is one of the, like, basically our tech evil, I forget how to pronounce it, like, just basically our tech you know, head of tech, he's like basically the face of the company. He sends out an email every single morning. And I'm like, if this guy could do this every single day and provide great content, I could do it like once every seven days. Um, <laughs> that yeah, his, sounds familiar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, uh, you know, I get his email every single morning. His is usually a few sections of like, did you know this? This about the economy, this about the housing market. Then he goes into like the compass properties that are featured currently. And then he goes into like, some sort of blog about something going on and some lesson to learn in life. Um, and that was also a big driving factor. It's like, this guy does this every day. This is the top agent in New York, pretty much one of the top agents that sells hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate every year. Um, and this, don't get me wrong, he's an older generation to me, but at the same point, I read it every morning. Well, that's because you're a kid. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, credit where credit's due. Our MO, we have a take on it with our video blog that is very, very similar. And again, credit where credit's due, mostly to Brian Stevens of the National Real Estate Post, who, oh, probably spent 10 years pushing me to do video and better video and so on and so forth. And how he does six, seven minutes of content today versus the three minutes of content that we do per week is mind-boggling to me he's so good at it in fact we use a lot of his stuff in our coaching program to give people an idea of what to look for as somebody who's wanting to do video not necessarily just as part of the audience not just somebody who's watching to gain the content or listening to gain the content but to watch it with a different set of eyes to figure out how to set it up how to make it work for you rather than just being part of an audience um, which is what it sounds like you're doing with this content. Yeah, no, and I've had agents reach out to me like, I don't know how you're doing this every week. What's going on? Uh, how do you keep up with it? And, you know, I just tell them that, you know, it's one of those things you practice makes perfect. You just got to start doing it and then it gets easier. And then once you get that locked in, you go and add another layer to your business and find out what's next and figure out how to keep growing. Yeah, well, taking imperfect action, for those of you watching or listening, Taking imperfect action on any of these kinds of things, you've got to do it. You just start. It's not going to be great. It'll get better over time. Don't have analysis paralysis. Don't overthink it because then you're never going to fucking start it. Pardon my language. But yeah, that just drives me nuts watching people that won't just take that first step and craft it as they go along rather than analyze it to death and never actually start doing it. That's obviously a very big deal. The constancy and consistency is an enormous factor. I don't know that I could put enough weight on how important it is to 
do it at the same time, the same day, the same week, week after week, month after month, whatever the case may be, however you're going to regiment it, because that's the kind of thing that that audience is eventually going to be looking for. If Andrew misses a week, people are going to get up Thursday morning and go, where the hell is my email from Andrew? It's yeah. going to happen. Um, yeah. So you've got to build your audience. You've got to prove your constancy and consistency through that kind of activity. And Andrew, I'd be willing to bet that the time required to come up with the ideas, to build up the copy, you and you talked about you and your assistant doing this work every week. I'd be willing to bet that that time is time blocked off so that you guys make sure it gets done. I would say for the most part, um, at the beginning, it was not, to be honest. And it was pretty uh, interesting. Even the first email, we were scrambling to get it out and then forgot to do the right, like through the right platform. We actually had everyone's emails CC'd on it. So we got like all these emails back, like, dude, what's going on, man? You need to like work Oops. on this? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, uh, imperfect, still do it, still have action. You know, progress is better than perfection. Um, well, and you did get interaction from that. Yeah. And uh, it is one of those things now, like, you know, I have kind of a loyal following with it. And, you know, I like, I was talking about conforming loan limits two weeks ago and I had a typo and I got like 10 responses like, dude, do you catch this typo? Um, so it's one of those things where that created engagement, though. I had 10 new conversations from a typo. And that is yeah. certainly important. Um, Jen, I've got to assume our mortgage company email blog has a similar path. Now, we do it twice mm -hmm. a month. Yeah, twice, and, twice a month. And the content is rarely, rarely ever mortgage or real estate related. One yeah. out of 10, maybe. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a quarterly report on what the market's looking like nationwide, um, which does like make it more interesting because the numbers nationwide seem a lot more reasonable than the numbers in Colorado. It, mm. I think the last one was like the average time on market was 41 days nationally. And I was like, oh, well, 41 here, here days? It's, here it's 41 minutes. So right, that's really exactly. Cool. So those are getting really high engagement, but that's interesting mortgage related information and not what's the rate today and the loan limits are increasing. Like every LO was posting on Facebook. Oh man. Two weeks ago, yeah. whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's very you don't rare. understand social media without telling me you don't understand social media. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But this is true. And obviously it does kind of lend to an interesting topic that Denver's a little Looney Tunes right now. Mm -hmm. um, Andrew, give us a little insight because we had talked a little bit off camera about, or uh, before we went live anyway, about a particular <clears throat> buyer and property that you're <laughs> working on. And Denver, I've heard all kinds of crazy things. We've got a close colleague. This is a great example. Uh, clients found a house. I don't know, I want to say 630 or 670 was purchase price. Not outrageous. And he knew the listing agent well and knew that she had a big mouth. And so they wrote up an offer with a $100,000 escalation clause that they would be willing to go up to 760. And of course, she told everybody else who was interested in making an offer that that offer existed. So nobody did. So they got the house for asking price. Because nobody else would offer. Oh, I'm not paying 100 grand over. Forget it. But Andrew, you've got something even a little kookier than that going on. Hit us. Yeah. So um, I met this guy. He called me on one of my listings, uh, built rapport with him right away, um, was able to speak the language. Um, 
you know, he said he talked to six or seven realtors who just didn't know anything about investing. Um, and then me and him started talking. And before you know it, he called me and said, hey, I have this property. Let's go take a look. And he sends me the address. You know, it's a, you know, multifamily in Berkeley, really hot area, two blocks off Tennyson, um, pretty dilapidated, like three, four unit place. It's a three unit with a carriage house. And, you know, I started talking to the listing agent and building rapport with him. And, you know, we found out that there was offers 150K over asking already. Um, and it's been on the market a day and a half. Oh um, my God. 150 grand over asking yeah. on the market a day and a half, right? That's yeah. A, and, uh, that's a flavor of what's going on here. Yeah. There was not, and, you know, it was one of those things where one of the units was demoed. The carriage house was completely demoed. And, you know, going in there and having to like look at comps and comps for this property did not exist. Um, oh, you know, sure. Having to go, having to go into cap rates and go into all this stuff and be able to advise this guy, you know, and we just submitted an offer 210K over asking. Um, and we're told 210,000 over asking. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you're looking uh, probably, you know, I think it's about a 15% range. And we're seeing a lot of properties. It just goes to shows like, you know, you have these younger, these lower price points where, you know, yeah, 10, 15% is kind of the going norm right now. If you have the right offering that's staged correctly, marketed correctly, has a good agent um, and execute correctly with like listening at the right time, doing the right showing style and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's even now that Denver's, you know, on the map and we're a big city and that's starting to hit those higher price points between one and 2 million. Um, where when I first started real estate six years ago, million dollar property was a big deal in Denver, um, six years ago. Yeah. Now, uh, now pretty much like if it's not above 2 million, it's not really a luxury property anymore. Well, and we're defining strictly residential property. Yeah. I mean, you know, four units and below. Yeah. yeah. Five, six years ago, there wouldn't have been anything above a million dollars. And now yeah. you'd be hard pressed to find anything under a million dollars. Yeah. hundred percent. So, and it's, yeah, it was one of those things that it came down to, you know, knowing the market, knowing the craft and being able to explain to a client confidently that this is still a good decision. Right. So here um, you've got a scenario with a seven figure property where you are, uh, 200 quarter million dollars above asking you made a really healthy cash deposit offer too. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that win in this market is people want certainty, you know, buyer's remorse is real in this market. And, uh, you know, so many people go under contract and try to renegotiate on inspection or appraisal or threaten the back out. Um, you know, the only way to put certainty is we're seeing a lot of offers with non-refundable deposits upon signed contract. Um, watch this one we did and it had to be 50 grand 50 grand and this property needs some work i mean you already said one of these properties is gutted from the beginning of a remodel yeah so so we, know, we've got, got tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in expense once we acquire the property correct and we're still making a wise investment we've run the numbers we know how to deal with investment property We've looked at it, and this is going to blow some minds. Cap rate of? Nine. Nine. That's out of this world right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good on you, Andrew. This this took a lot of time, not only from yeah. a research on the investment standpoint, but a lot of time building rapport with different people to even be in the hunt. And you're going to find out your acceptance deadlines today. Yeah, I'm told we're uh, number one offer right now, but it came close. 
uh, there were some people neck and neck with us. All right. Well, we're going to uh, continue to have positive thoughts about that offer getting accepted through the course of the day. You'll have to fill us in on uh, what happened on your next uh, visit to our little podcast here. Um, but yeah, okay, so end of the year, beginning of the year, this is usually a time where we find people are kind of asleep at the wheel. Um, mm. I mean, even I let it creep in from time to time. I have that thought of, you know, a minute of a day where God, I could just coast out the rest of the year. No problem. Yeah. You're obviously not doing that. You're working like a dog right now, which is fantastic. And I'd be willing to bet you've got some big plans for 22. Yeah, definitely. Give us, give us a little taste. What are you going to, what, what should we, what kinds of great things should we expect from Andrew next year? Well, I'm kind of on this verge if I want to rebrand and do this, you know, kind of take this lifestyle thing into more of a real estate brokerage approach uh, where, you know, we start doing video series on these restaurants instead of just writing about them, build a YouTube channel, get SEO and, you know, do a new rebrand based on that. That's uh, on the talks right now. Um, that might be a 2023 thing, but laying the groundwork for that in 2022 um, is definitely on the docket. I would say the biggest things this year is, you know, saving time, uh, leveraging more than I've ever leveraged, delegating more than I've ever delegated, um, and just doing what I know works and not wasting time. Uh, just especially with, you know, 70% of my business right now is buyers. So, you know, in this market, you just don't have time um, to waste any and get in properties, you know, on a moment's notice, right? Offers in a moment's notice. You know, having to pull over your car to write an offer sometimes is the real deal right now. Um, so I think just being really careful with time and going more on the listing side of things and building relationships with other agents to get more listings. And, you know, and I'm doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of client appreciation stuff and a lot of secure stuff more. I was doing a lot of internet leads this year, a lot of Zillow, a lot of Facebook. Um, and now I'm starting to realize the money's in the relationships. And, and that's in this market, the get listings right now, since they're scarce, is you're going to get them through relationships and trust. So, oh, sure. Well, I business mean, in general, but absolutely. Yeah. But I would say even leaning more in, in terms of a listing-focused business uh, in Denver right now, it's going to be more important than anything else. Uh, so in, so I've changed up my business a little bit. I'm doing client events now, uh, probably one a quarter, give or take right now. Um, just doing a lot more hands-on, like client-focused, past client referral spheres and referral-based business. And just really honing in on that and making that pretty perfect um, has been, that, that's been what's going on in the last like few months of this year. And I think carrying that into 2022 is going to be a game changer. Well, that certainly lights our fire, uh, you know, preaching and practicing what it takes to have a strict repeat and referral business. And for those of you that are agents uh, listening, watching, um, if you have not already made significant moves to shift your lead gen activity from buyers to sellers, then you're way behind the curve because people like Andrew are going to shut you out. We would need a six-month inventory in the Denver metro area alone, and this is happening in every major metropolitan area, um, is, you know, almost 30,000 listings. And we've got, what, right now, Andrew, maybe 7,000? Um, uh, so I checked the tally uh, earlier at the end of last week, and we were at 1,930. Um, in, in, in Denver or in the Denver metro? Seven, seven, uh, in the Denver seven metro, metro counties. 
Yeah, oh so God. that was Broomfield, Boulder, Douglas, Albert, um, Jefferson, Jefferson, Arapahoe, yeah. yeah, and Adams. Those were the seven. Um, wow. So I checked that, and I wrote about that in my newsletter of just how low inventory is. And this is going to be, you know, we lost 33% of our inventory in one month from November to December. So, you know, we're going to be starting the new year with the least amount of homes on the market that we've ever seen. Ever. Yeah. And 2021 was like, you know, it was off to the races January 3rd. Like, no holds bar. I even wrote an offer, I think, like, New Year's Day. Um, I showed up. I remember I got a Zillow call, walked over to the property New Year's Day, and wrote the offer that evening. Um, like, it was no break. So I think that's going to happen again this year. I just think the buyer pool is going to start being pretty limited just due to where the prices are. Um, so I think it's going to be on the agent shop to really qualify clients and really set expectations and really let people know what they're going to so they don't waste time. Okay, so I'm not real good at math, right? Mortgage broker, you know, by trade. Um, but we've got rough numbers, 2,000 listings and rough numbers, 20,000 real estate agents in the Denver metro area. Um, you know, let's see, one goes into carry the four. There's not enough business out there. If you guys want to be doing good work next year, you better start taking a cue from not just Andrew, but pretty much everybody we've had in uh, the real estate game, certainly in our local market on our podcast, because these are the people that are fucking crushing it and have the killer ideas on how to keep doing so. Pay close attention. No. Jen, no. what am I missing? I think you, you nailed it there. Sorry. Yeah. I dropped a couple <laughs> F-bombs this week. Um <laughs> I'm not going to get too deep into it, but there's a new puppy in the house. Oh. Maybe the future core dog. Mm. Yeah, well, my wife and son decided they wanted to go look at a puppy on Saturday. Uh, for those of you that aren't local, uh, we're in Denver. The puppy was in Colorado Springs. It's about an hour and a quarter drive for them <coughs> each way. <laughs> um, so they spent three, four, maybe five hours between doing that and playing with this dog in the pet store and so on and so forth. And I said, hey, look, I can go with you and we can meet this dog and we're going to come back with a new puppy. Or you guys can go without me. I'll get a bunch of stuff done around the house and you're going to come back with a new puppy. So either way, <laughs> rock and roll. And um, yeah, my wife conveniently decided to work today. She's a substitute teacher. She knows I do my Mondays from home so we can do the podcast. And so here I am stuck with a puppy. <clears throat> day but she's one so by cute. Myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, Jen, take us home. I'm sure we'll see more of the puppy in future episodes. All right, guys, if you want to find out more about us, text TIPS to 63566. Uh, it will literally give you anything you could possibly want to know about us. You can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. You can book a free hour of coaching with us. Uh, you can find all the past episodes of the show. We're about to wrap up season four. Season five is booked solid. 41 episodes, I think it is, for season five. And we are booking season six right now. So we are booking 2023. Um, you can find out more as we start planning Social Media Day Denver for 2022 and Mile High Mastermind 2022. And yeah all the things and links to the podcast on apple and spotify so text I, tips i saw andrew's eyes get a little big there but uh andrew your previous episode of this was november of 20 i mean it, it's been 13 months yeah You're crazy yeah so oh, into february of 23 
We're well, already booked to Denver. Well, let's get in on the calendar as soon as we can, then, because I suspect hearing what he went through in 22 is going to be a lot of fun for everybody. Sounds good. Thank you, Andrew. We really appreciate it. No problem. Happy beer. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, absolutely. For the rest of you, thank you for tuning in. We are here at 10.30 Mountain Time on Mondays with new episodes of How I Met Your Mortgage. And you can catch us then. Everybody else, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening live or in syndication. And have a great week.